Welcome to the Vertical Viewing Podcast from Vancouver, British Columbia. This is episode number 173. Whoa. And my name is Scott. My name's Jared. My name's Rick. Nice. Okay, there's someone else in the room, though. <laughs> he's hiding. And he's and laughing I already. And Thor. Oh, Thor's joining the us. mighty Thor. Hello. The guest goes last. Breakfast television. Always. City TV. Thor, thanks for joining us again. Thank Welcome. you. I felt like the helicopter was unnecessary to get here, though. Yeah, well, yeah. a little ostentatious. Where do I park this thing? He halo jumped into this studio right yeah. now, everybody. It's pretty sweet, actually. Uh, Out of my way, die cow. <laughs> uh, today's episode, we are going to catch up on the films and TV shows we've been watching, but we haven't time for that, I guess. No, we, no there's no point. We're going to jump past that. Too okay. much to say. Halo jump past that. Well, because Mission Impossible Fallout came out. Christopher McQuarrie has just joined uh, the Action Director Hall of Fame. Your new so, favorite director now, right? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I thought originally because there's a uh, scene in in the trailer where he, there's a monitor on, like a, a news ticker behind him, behind Tom Cruise, and something oh, about CNN. nuclear attack, right? Yeah. So I thought going in, this was going to be the one where the bombs are actually dropped, and the fallout thing was literal. We're going there. We're going and there. And there was even that in the movie. There was a nod to that. Wait, but... wait. W- 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 are you saying me that didn't happen? <laughs> Yeah, are we doing shit? Are we doing major shit. spoilers? Well, we're right? gonna get there. You can subscribe to all of our episodes on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, wherever the fuck yep. podcasts exist. They spread across the internet like some strange virus seeping, oozing. Yeah, it's area. It's X. like the Chimera virus festering. Really. Yes, just like the Chimera virus. Yeah. You can visit our websites verticalviewing.com. Please go there. Click what on was the Chimera. Was that the <laughs> that was third? No. That was number two. That was two with two. the Duke Gray Scott. Yeah, a- yeah, almost yeah. Wolverine. Yeah, and remember, okay. Thandie Newton injects herself with it oh, and yeah. stuff. I love how that movie really almost doesn't exist in the MI canon. Well, it has to, though. No, no, I mean, because, like... Oh, the overall story? No one in that st- movie has been in other movies yeah, except An- for Ving Rhames. Anthony Hopkins got paid, like, yeah. $30 million for five no, seconds. Newton. But it does have the yeah. Ving Rhames connection, so... Yeah. He's the thread. It's also, like, uh, why did they go to Australia? Um, literally, Ethan Hunt is a totally different character in that one than in uh, MI1. So, circling back to verticalviewing.com, <laughs> uh, you can click on the donate button. <laughs> you can uh, visit our PayPal page there. You can go to uh, patreon.com slash vertical viewing. That's when you become a long-term donor. Ongoing basis. That's what we call long-term relationships, not a one-night stand. But yeah, if you want to donate on Patreon, then you can actually suggest movies that we're going to do. Yeah. Like we we did Pie. Recently, From we Darren did Aronofsky. weird Aronofsky wow. joint. Amazing. We drilled our heads. With- we, did, we tried trepanning. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> yeah. You can uh, go to our Instagram. It's busted... On Twitter at vertical viewing, email us verticalviewing at gmail.com. I'm pretty sure that's it. 
our theme songs from the Anti Theory. Yeah, check him out on SoundCloud. Hmm. Can we talk about Mission Impossible yet? Can no. we? Yeah. Can we? Okay, just wait. Before we do, no. I thought no more. You guys might have something to say about James Gunn being fired. Oh, good it's lord. Yes. Is that probably I don't think all we is. have to say about yeah. it? Disney, the, the, when you mess with the big mouse like that, they're, they're going to let you go. It's so just, the, the Guardians, a mistake, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 director. I don't they couldn't have hung on to him. What happened? It's also and crazy. It's also crazy that it's not like they waited. Usually you wait for a huge outrage train, then you fire him, right? Well, they got but, ahead of it. But so, but, like, guess, no one was angry except for the worst people. And it's weird, right? But it's so just the James, whole publicity association. Gunn is a, a, a director who, like, originally made some really, like, crazy films for, like, Troma and... Uh, like, have you seen the movie, his movies? Kind of his movie Nazi, Super? Right? Yeah. That movie is so offensive. And so, there's Ellen yeah. Page rapes Rain Wilson. It is it is messed up. Yeah, yeah. I remember and that movie. Yeah, the guy the, the guy was a provocateur, right? Yeah, and that's what he did, how he self described. Yeah, but you have but his, to grow. He he's apologized for that behavior yeah. also, before he, this even happened. Even the, even the even when we recognize that the jokes he made were in horrible taste, no one likes them, including himself. Now he did not mean them; they were jokes, right? Yes, that's the nature horrible of a joke. people ra- say racist things that, all the time that they actually mean, right? Yeah, and it's just crazy. Yeah, but they're not making movies for Disney. Yeah, but also he made these. Before he made any of the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, he apologized before he made any yes, like, yes. and these tweets, he had already addressed they, all of this. Th- those tweets yeah. sat there on his Twitter feed the whole time he was doing the production and filming literally, and editing. Literally, both his Guardians biggest movies. his busy the his busy mistake busy, biggest mistake was not just deleting them before be, beforehand. Maybe so it would have been harder to resurface. So what? Yeah. What are they going to just find something else later? Like how how many people like people have like ten thousand tweets also and stuff like, like that. It's really problematic because of all the Marvel movies, uh, like, Guardians is really James Gunn. Like, he literally wrote all the dialogue yes. for Avengers Infinity War when the Guardians uh, uh, talked. He wrote mm-hmm. all that stuff, right? And I think part and of he was his, a producer. The reason that he writes the way he does is because of the experience that he's had. And if you can't allow your company to hire an artist with experience like that, and you're only going to hire people with no past, it's you're going to make boring, vanilla films that I don't want to watch, and it's your also jokes a weird are not going to be funny. Bar, because, like, um, you know, I don't think you have to look very far, especially even at other Disney filmmakers and, like, their past, right? Like, what is the bar? If you said something offensive uh, and didn't mean it, like, ten years ago, But I don't think other people in the Disney umbrella were doing quite that provocative stuff so no, recently. No, that's, that's probably true. That and we know of now. Like, it Trauma was a, it was a bomb waiting to go off a PR nightmare for, for Disney, and they'll just diffuse that how they can. But like To me, it wasn't a PR sexist. nightmare. Like, no one cared except these horrible people who weren't offended. They just wanted to take someone down because he had liberal views. Yes, yes. And I think the end result is only that like everybody loses, right? Like Gunn loses like, his li- paycheck if, on this and the audience loses. We are every, I love Guardians of the Galaxy. I think Gunn, it's a standout like franchise. Yeah. If James Gunn was a conservative, I would be just as offended because it's stupid, right? Like it makes no sense. Yeah. They think this is some sort of comeback for Roseanne. <laughs> She's we, they, wait, no, we took down a conservative, so we, yeah. a liberal has to go. Uh, I mean, who will fall? Roseanne next? meant those things. Uh, they they hired her when she already said super bad things. Yeah, no. Just getting back to what he tweeted originally, it's just like, dude, it's it just he's not that funny. It was just kind of this shock, sort of cry for attention, almost, or this boosting of profile. Or and the like, idea that we this don't... clickbaiting sort of thing. I'm like, oh, get a bit. It's like. 
It was kind yeah. of a weak game to begin with, you know? And I couldn't and believe the it, news. Like, you fair. were out all day. You shouldn't and, be shocked at Colorado. Yeah, I missed it. it. It didn't make any sense. Like, it, it seemed... Also, Roseanne like was a, a good troll. person who became a shitty person. James Gunn was a shitty... Maybe a shitty person. I don't even think so. Who became, Who's a, 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 clearly a great person now. Even how he handled this whole situ- situation. Oh, yeah. So classy. Totally. He said he accepted the decision. Again, he reiterated. He, he apologized. He took ownership. He didn't backpedal or anything. He didn't like fake apology. He didn't apologize for defending one. He apologized and he did the work. But you know what? He'll get rehired. He'll make some great films. Uh, and what if like Taika Waititi does Guardians three or something? Oh, oh. that could be interesting. I'm I'm so not interested in a non James Gunn. Are they gonna really? also? Are they gonna chuck his script? Because he I, I, the last one of his last tweets. It, it was a picture of the front page of the script, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume three, and the caption. The tweet said, "All of my heart." You're like, damn. Like, Whoa. so, like, they severed all business ties. Like, th- so are they going to chuck his script? That's a page one rewrite, guess, isn't it? Yeah. Not rewrite, just not using that script at all. That's what I mean. Like, a, like we're page one. Like, this is completely getting trashed. I don't think they would use it. Yeah. And, like, is uh, realistically, is the Guardians cast going to. I think they might not even do it. Like, Dave Petit Bautista was pissed. I could see them actually saying, we refuse to make this movie. That would be uh, fucking It's probably dope. not in their contract, obviously, but. Yeah, but I'd like, like to see that happen. They'll park a big enough truck uh, money truck in front like, of their house. I, I mean, it's not yeah. like Chris Pratt is hurting for roles or uh, Gamora or any like a lot of those guys. I mean, does, I guess he retains in uh, producer credit on uh, Avengers Four. I have a feeling this is all gonna get hmm. reversed. Really? I, I feel like I feel like Disney's gonna say, "Yeah, we fucked this up." Uh, he's 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 actually on. Well, it's kind of like surprised. that MSNBC reporter who got fired for comments, and then it was quickly. Uh, the reveal that those comments were very out of out of context, and he was rehired. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't know what happens here, guys. But I also wonder. I think more directors might fall. I also wonder if suffers, this was a, a, like a, the top Disney call, and they bypass like Marvel and Kevin Feige. If, like a, a Alan Horn, who runs Disney Walt Disney Pictures, made it, and like maybe Kevin Feige is super pissed because uh, <sighs> what's going on on like behind closed doors must be insane. Uh, guys, yeah. we, there's a mission that must be accepted. <laughs> oh, is it? Is it like whether I choose to accept it? I, I call this movie "Mission in, Colon Insane." It's whether, you ch- but it's 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 whether you choose. Red, um, you've always chosen to accept. No, you've Scott, always had a choice. You don't ever, choose the mission. The mission you chooses you. It's going to be suicide to. mission impossible. Have eventually. you ever considered?
of all your good intentions. You had a terrible choice to make in Berlin. One life over millions. And now the world is at risk. This is the CIA's mission. If he had held on to the plutonium, we wouldn't be having this conversation. His team would be dead. Yes, they would. That's the job. When an IMF mission ends badly, the world is faced with dire consequences. As Ethan Hunt takes it upon himself to fulfill his original briefing... None the, of this matters. Yeah, the CIA begin to question his loyalty it's and his motives. Thread, okay? The IMF is literally the worst uh, organization. It's already a name for something. The, the International Monetary Fund. Mission Impossible Fallout is directed by Christopher McQuarrie, and it stars Tom Cruise, Rebecca Ferguson, Henry Cavill, Michelle Monaghan, Angela Bassett, Simon Pegg, Alec Baldwin, Ving Rhames, Sean Harris. Uh, and I think that's about Should it. Wes Bentley. Hunt. Wes Bentley. You can't yeah, forget about him. Wes. I want to do the rest of the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> He's got a weird one. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, it's okay, awesome. so this is number six. Yeah. It is number six. Are you Red, guys tired yet? Red and I, on our review back in 2015 on this very podcast of Rogue Nation, mm -hmm. we said that we didn't like this franchise at all. Please, yeah. please leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we felt like it was kind of unnecessary. Uh, my opinion was, until, until Fallout, my opinion was that I can get... I Why can get, do you guys hate Joy? But here's the thing. It's I can get my joy. flavors. I'll, I'll tell you. I can get my flavors that I need elsewhere. So if I'm looking for classy, expensive, big budget spy movies, give me a Bond movie. Mm -hmm. If I want some realistic spy movies... King is King. my flavor. I'm going to go to Bourne films. Like right? Bourne Legacy and Jason Bourne? Realistic. And then if I want just crazy balls out insanity, I would argue that the Fast and Furious movies are kind of elements of spy movies now. They started, was, since they started, Ghost, they started at, uh, stealing D DVD, DVD players, driving DVD, Honda Civics, yes. DVD and now they're fighting combo, international terrorists. They're DVD <laughs> TV combos. But Mission Impossible has proven that it's been they're so old one school. of those franchises Before, since... Yeah. Ninety what six? So red. I'm going to ask years. you, as a hater of this franchise, yeah. And now seeing this one that has insanely yeah glowing reviews, yeah. Are are you on board? Are you Mission Impossible fan? Um, well, it, it's a little bit. I might have to explain a little oh, bit. Oh God! Like <laughs> I think it's a good a book. The movie's good, but I think it's they're good. all they're all good. Like they're all really well crafted. To the point where, like, I'm I'm really bored. Everything since the second one has been a Tom Cruise vanity project. This you're, is, you're bored by incompetency. It's it's just like more and more of the same. It's literally like chase to chase to chase to chase to chase. You've to described chase. like nine of the movies review on this podcast, and and I don't give them great <laughs> scores. I think this movie was thrilling, but I think not the stuff with the ex-wife. I think it had too much unbelievable stuff. <laughs> Although at the same time, I have to qualify. It's literally that. called Mission Impossible, not Mission Very Difficult. I feel no, like they've done but more, I'm, more I'm, incredulous things in the previous ones. To be honest, I'm talking about, for example, there's an. I'm not going to give any spoilers, but there's an. I, I tried to figure out how to say this. There's an aerial action sequence that ends with two guys essentially on a dance floor, and. That doesn't seem to fit in what it's supposed to be a realistic espionage world. But at the same time, I love that because it reminded me of like old James Bond movies. But yeah. it doesn't fit with what's going on. Um, this Just because it's well shot and skillfully made doesn't make it an ex a great movie. Like 
Ethan Hunt is the only character besides his ex-wife that we hear anything about character-wise. I want to know about Ving Rhames' character. I want to know about Luther and Benji. A whole, whole scene where he talks about Ethan Hunt and how he's such a great guy. He doesn't talk about himself at all. There's no characters beyond none, Hunt none, and his wife. None of these ex. points are invalid, but it's like, I don't want. I don't care about any of this in this movie. Fair enough. Um, I, I feel like they, they get, do their best to give these characters their shot at moments and some beats and just a little insight into who they are, but I just don't think there's time to get into yeah. all their backstories. And if that's I'm by not, design. Not necessarily backstory, totally but just valid point, anything. Though. Anything. Yeah. yeah no, you're more, on, more about their history versus It is thing. valid, but the movie by design is, is throwing running time sure. towards and, different things. And it's really well done. It's thrilling. You're on the edge of your seat for the whole thing. Like The, the pacing is great. You're, you're, it works. It's way up to this really thrilling Ethan Hunt is not a character like Ethan Hunt is no, like a he, screenwriter's just ma- no he's an excuse page. he's an excuse for Tom Cruise to do the crazy stuff he comes up with so when like I Zenu's the, favorite son decides he wants to smash two helicopters together in midair he he makes a new Mission but Impossible but the guy movie. has earned it because he's done the role in six movies over 20 years like, sure it, it comes out become... as a Mission Impossible movie totally <laughs> <laughs> that's what they are and, and I think to say that it's only a vanity project's unfair because Tom Cruise, you've listened to him talk about how passionate he is about just telling stories and entertaining audiences. And think it, about and, doing anything. And, and, he's and just like a really... If anything, I think uh, Rebecca Ferguson looks way better in these movies than Tom Cruise does at well, this point. Yeah. But yeah, yeah he, he's, he's, he's starting to get the Harrison Ford run like, a little bit. Tom Cruise looks tired in these movies yeah, now, right? He looks confused. <laughs> the, the fight sequence in the bathroom that we've seen in the, yeah. in the trailer, every time he gets knocked down and looks up, that's Tom Cruise in this movie. He's like, what? what? But what? That, that What's was, going on? That was Henry Cavill, where are you? That was deliberate. They're, they're I, I know, actually I know. showing some age and vulnerability in the character, which I thought was so refreshing because it's like they're they're giving him some humanity where it's like Ethan's fucking tired. Like a guy got away on a rooftop in one scene and he's just like, he wants to collapse and take a goddamn nap. I mean, he's he like, literally, oh, he got away again. He's he literally too old for this like shit. Danny Glover, yeah. He retired in the third movie, right? And like the whole theme of this movie is like literally we need Ethan Hunt out there to yeah. save the world. Otherwise, we can't sleep at night, right? Okay. Okay, so the third one, I do not recall, like, did it show him meeting Michelle Monaghan, or did it pick no. up in their relationship? Yeah, they, they, like, the relationship. They're already Refresh talking about... memory. They, ca- they talk about New Zealand, right? We went and met in New Zealand or something, okay. and Lake Wanaka and, and some shit like that. that's the whole wedding dream yeah. sequence thing. I yeah. think. Well, okay. I'm pretty sure... She- I'm pretty sure Solomon Kane or whatever didn't marry them. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy, right? But that's his nightmare he's having, Solomon Lane. Solomon Lane, sorry. Right? But that, yeah, the, the dream stuff, I don't know if it works fully. It's a bit weird. It's you know jarring. There's, there's never been dream sequences in these movies <laughs> well, before. Well, I feel like they made, they took a gamble with the character and kind of went for it. What I didn't like about that opening scene was the CG, like, skeleton <laughs> yeah. nuclear blast on when Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise gets, like... It was kind of Terminator 2-ish. Yeah, like, he, <laughs> yeah he gets Sarah Connored. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. He does. <laughs> Yeah, and he it just needs a fence. He just needs a like a, a chain link fence to shake. The opening is odd. I'll give it that. You know. Yeah, I well, think so. Uh, I it, it starts right into the movie where there's no like uh, irrelevant like beginning part like a lot of these movies, right? Because like, it cuts right to the chase. He's in Belfast or yeah. whatever. Well, like in the last, he's fresh from Rogue Nation. Yeah, it's and the last like, one like that plane sequence didn't really have to do anything to do with anything, right? No, but I mean they got to that with the um, Halo jump. Wasn't that the first big thing in this one? Well, there's a little bit oh, of no, an action the, scene at the beginning. There's um, yeah. the reveal kind the, of deal. The wolf oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, okay. Red, it sounds like you were a fan or, or not. I'm, I'm, I think, so having said all that, I, I want to give the score, like, give the movie um, a sort of high average score. So it's probably, 
starting at around a seven and a half, and I'm wondering what you guys are going to do. That's like still, seven, seven and a half. I feel like you're... It's still a really good rating, though. Yeah. You're, you're, you're right. You're skipping right to it's, the end well, here, it's, right? It's like you, a quiet you don't place. Like this movie... F- not for what it is like what you're describing is not what the movie is or wants to be yeah, right the idea i just hate the idea yeah <laughs> like of what of what though him uh, doing the same uh mission like the the sort of setup with each like the double cross the MacGuffin. he's seeing the, through yeah, the he's seeing through the formula i guess yeah the MacGuffin but is I really tired from you like what so what do you find refreshing then are you you're looking for just a different kind of spy movie i i want them to do I mean, something like no that i'm not expecting movie, really. yeah like when in the first one when they're peeling off faces you're like oh dude there's by a, the there's, time they do it in this one there's only one face peel that's like that had my audience in applause yeah but that's literally well, the, the same six, thing the from the movie first one. Red. I know, but so I think maybe it's time to do something do new. Something new in the series. They're doing all these nods, right? They, they also, they also, they also know that you know that that's going to happen, right? There's teases, there's foreshadowing, yeah, yeah. right? And then if they don't do it, it's like they didn't do the thing. I mean, I was kind of waiting for him to do like. There's a moment on the mountain, and I was kind of waiting for the like. You know the scene from, is, is it the second one, where he's rock climbing in the very beginning? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he spreads out with his two hands, like, on a <laughs> cliff or whatever. These, face, also, yeah. these criticisms aren't uh, just for mission movies, right? Like, a lot of things like double crosses and, like, the spy work, they, they're, in all, they're in all these movies, yeah. right? You can't yeah. just blame mission mission movies for these things. Well, right? And also, if anything, they're, just, they're, compliment, they're commenting on that thing, right? I think a lot of this in, in, in stuff in this movie, they, they're well aware that you're going to guess things straight forward at a time, right? Like, uh, not to spoil anything, but like, like there are double crosses in the movie, just like all movies, oh, yeah. right? And there's only so many characters, right? So your mind starts thinking. But they also play with those conventions and how you know them. Right. Even if you can guess them in front, there'll be another one, They'll right? They play with what they, they play do, with yeah. them, right? And I think that's really cool because it's about distraction. And, even though uh, I guessed a lot of the things in this movie, I didn't. It didn't. It, 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 had, it didn't affect it. It didn't I, affect the enjoyment. I think at we're all. probably thinking of. I know what you're referring to. Like, I was admiring the craft. Yeah, I was admiring the craft too. Like yeah. to me, I the just, most unrealistic thing is when uh, at the beginning, when Wolf Blitzer immediately gets some new uh, paper. <laughs> Love it, loved it. Yeah. Like they couldn't wait a, a beat, like, or at least really like, yeah. Yeah, that at least, didn't like make pipe sense. it, pipe it into his yeah, ear, yeah. Uh, ear thing. But, but Red, if you're if you're talking about like a, a premise being tired and, and seeing the MacGuffin used so many times in well, movies, things like the chase is feeling cold. Like when sure. Tom Cruise is riding his bike around the Arc de Triomphe, it's like. Yeah, he's gonna get away. You know, like I've seen him ride sure, a motorcycle sure. before. Totally. But how? But still, how will he get it's away? It's still impressive, right? Like, there's so many motorcycles ch- chasings in the in this franchise, right? <laughs> yes, there's so many. They're and awesome. They're, yeah, they're so, still awesome. So even though it's a fast-paced it franchise, it's it's sort of like. Yeah, so even though the pace is is and those shots, frenetic, I love those monotone. shots where they're like, "No, we monotone. did this for real, right?" Yeah, because it's like it's the balls on this movie, the cojones. Yeah, it's staggering. Because Red, I would argue that Mad Max Fury Road or Dark Knight have maybe even sillier premises oh, than this well, movie. I thought that Mad Max is literally Mad Max. like they it's drive so to a place and then turn really around. Have a story. They literally it's, it's drive somewhere and turn around. Yeah, Which but, is fine. But one the Dark Knight's uh, uh, plot is incomprehensible if you talk about it logically, but it makes perfect sense while you're watching sure. the movie. And, but we're going like to blow up two fairies or some dumb thing. It's, it's no, totally ridiculous. Someone shot a bullet into the wall and we're going to reconstruct it uh, virtually. Yeah, using, what the fuck? That make, that's impossible. That, no, you, no. you couldn't get a 
fingerprint off a virtual. That makes no sense. But in the movie, it makes perfect sense. Exactly. Right? It's got a cool graphic. Yeah. But that's the, people told me the story. Like the criticism I've heard about Fallout is the the story's convoluted. I'm like, no, I fucking paid attention to what yeah. was going on. Yeah, it's I not. cared it's who a, John Lark was. It's a thread, and it all starts with this decision that Ethan makes at the very beginning of the movie, and the repercussions of that take it all the way logically in this linear fashion to that final battle i don't like the, the chase that you know scott you said that this movie retroactively makes uh, rogue nation better and i think there's something to that uh one of the best monologues in rogue nation is uh from uh alec baldwin is uh alan hunley he says that ethan hunt is a living manifest manifest man i'm sorry Manifestation yeah, of yeah. destiny, right? He's probably anticipated this conversation every move, so we have to do whatever we do it right now. And then, obviously, it's revealed that he's right, right? Yeah. And you have to kind of keep that in mind going into this movie. If you were to lay it out logically, yeah, no. But in the movie, like Thor said, the repercussions and the steps and what they do because. Uh, Solomon uh, has such a hard on for Ethan Hunt now, and he wants to make him suffer. And this uh, mysterious villain, like what his motives are, it, it all has to culminate. And within the action, it like it, it drives forward. There's not much to it. It makes sense in the in in the momentum of the movie. Mm-hmm. Well, it, I think it's a strength and a weakness at the same time. Like it sure. it, it relies a lot on Rogue Nation because it's a direct and, but, sequel to Rogue Nation. Yeah, uh, I sure. went I went with my like two cut. You're my not going to care who Solomon had not seen Lane Rogue Nation. Is. Then and, you're, you're lost. Like I, I actually don't yeah. think you need to see Rogue Nation for this movie to enjoy to make sense. But, but the weight of having like to part of the plot ha- involving we have to two, break two Solomon yeah. out of like the, the weight of having to break your former villain of the previous away. movie. Yeah. yeah. That, that has a lot of weight to it. And, and if you've seen the previous movie, that that's way and, more and impact. When they're, when they're reconnected with Ilsa, it has so much more impact emotionally. Uh, sure. When you have seen Rogue Nation. I think these are all really valid points because I saw the movie uh, with someone who is not familiar with all of the, mo- the films from the franchise and he fell asleep and was just like, I can't, I don't know what's going on. I don't know, don't care who these people are. Like, yeah, he did not enough. enjoy it. Wow. That's yeah. part of the factor of why we love it because like, you know, Ving Rhames has been in it from the start. Simon Pegg's been in like, what, four of them? But I let me, I just got to say this about, I love Ghost Protocol. I love Rogue Nation, but they don't have memorable climaxes. Rogue uh, Ghost Protocol had that car park fight with um, yeah. the late because they, they blew Michael all their money on right? the uh, Burj Khalifa part. Sure, but with the way a movie goes that builds to the climax, I felt like all the good stuff came before. And yeah, they, they got to reshuffle them. Rogue, Rogue Nation had like a it, shootout. In it was the much street. more of a dramatic character based finale. Okay, but they had better stunts and action pieces before that. Whereas in yeah, Fallout, they, 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 it builds yeah. to the major set piece at the end. So it just, like you say, the momentum. And that is why I think this one is the superior film because it all goes down to that valley. I was, I was the, blown away the, by, by how the action... and you know who and the valley and... <laughs> oh, yeah. It's yeah. like bum, bum, I, I don't bum, know, bum, yeah. bum. But what you were just saying is making me think of something interesting. And I, I think it's lowering my score and I like the first Mission Impossible better because it's not all action-based. It's like, yeah, it's a totally, spy movie. This totally. is an action movie. But they've, that was, they've that changed was 20, what these are, though. Yeah, 20 years ago. Like, uh, yeah, so you should be think about what we can do, what spies could do now. No, no, but, but Red, is, the argument you're trying to make right now is what people said in 2000 when John Woo made number two. So it, this is old hat. To complain that they've reformulated Mission Impossible into an action franchise, like... This it's been eight, I don't, eighteen years of that. I think if they went minimalist, it just wouldn't. People be like, "Where the fuck is Tom Cruise?" Like, go watch Born. Himself? Literally, go watch Born for that or porn. 
or porn. For that matter. <laughs> Jason porn. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yes. The that's porn identity. The porn ultimatum. The porn legacy. Those 100% have to exist, If, he- right? if that yeah, hasn't been do. done, we should probably get they on do. that right now. The porn yeah. ultimatum. Uh, okay, so it, it sounds like we've got a hater and some... Not no, a fanboy. You know we we need him because we do. Uh, I like that he's be a jerk circle. I like that he's here. Uh, I think Rick was a little less. I, I I I'm I'm over the moon for this movie. I am too. Um, this movie like there was also the closure to an arc that started in the third movie with a certain for sure. character. Which well, I'm and not. the first movie, for, like, Ethan loses his whole team in the first film, right? And yeah, that yeah. that is reflected again here, and and how. That's that one of his strengths, but he sees it as a weakness and everything. And so I'm the only person here who saw this in IMAX, how it is meant to be seen. And it is like I, I feel like you guys haven't even seen the movie. <laughs> I, I want to see it again. It is so amazing in IMAX. Uh, like I would argue Paramount should just not ever release this movie to like uh, streaming or home video or anything. <laughs> just ban it. Just only yeah. IMAX theaters forever. Uh, yeah, ideally, or like, just like I, the biggest screen you can see. It, 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 this is like Dark Knight level, like IMAX experience, right? It's, it's an, just it's so an stunning. Event film, like the whole helicopter, like the last act is all in IMAX, right? A lot of it's in IMAX, and it is mind blowing. Yeah, it's an incredible theatrical experience. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm not as hot on this movie for the story and, and as a whole film as uh, Rogue Nation, but as just as a cinematic viewing experience, it is incredible. Even. Like the shots of uh, Tom Cruise running, they are ridiculous yeah, he's in just IMAX. Sprinting so much, like I, I, my theater literally, we just started laughing at how much he was running. Cause it's so funny because like that's the joke, right? And Tom Cruise does not yeah, well, give. There's, yeah, there's a scene where he's running across London rooftops. That is, t- he runs with so much. Yeah. I like. You I want to watch it with like. Like I wanted to talk in the movie, and but I thought I might have got beat up. But like every now and then he does a little jump, and I want to be like parkour, <laughs> parkour. <laughs> Like <laughs> and they keep the shot of him breaking his ankle in the oh, yeah. yeah, and hobbling it's, away. It's there, and he tries to complete the shot. And again, I talk about the cojones. It's just like, oh, shit, sorry. <laughs> they just fucking leave it in, you know? Yeah, but see, that's one of the things that I was reading people say about this that I also agree with, that there was a lot of talk about how Tom Cruise does his own stunts, but I feel like the way that you shoot those stunts should sort of also underscore that or, or underline but, for like 2,000 hours just to do the helicopter but there's yeah. there's not uh, like you're telling me that during the helicopter sequences it wasn't all mashed up with CGI right like of course it was Oh, I'm, of course there's some so, CGI in there yeah. right so certain, like, compared certain, to other just, movies I, that that it loses some of the impact to me but he was part of the reason it, people love this a, movie is because of what we hear about behind the scenes so there's so many money oh, you're shots. Saying you shouldn't have to rely on that to, for it to be yeah. amazing or entertaining. Yeah. But I think that's why, because you can see when you watch that sequence, it was just him and a camera in the chopper. And uh, when you see the movie play out, it's clear that it's really happening. There's so many shots yeah. when it's like hanging off the helicopter, the way it's uh, you just filmed and the it angle. Like it's like it, they're, they literally did it so that it, you could be like, no, we did that's this. That's real. Yeah. real. It, it, it reminds you me... the, the, the ground and the bottom, and yeah. it's just like this. It, re- it reminds me of the movie Sorcerer, one of my all-time favorites, and where you're watching right. a- you're watching actors' lives... At stake, basically. At stake, yeah. like yeah. In, in the shot. Like, okay, they're hanging over a river that's flooded, and like if they fall, they're probably dead in I mean, the shot. Were, like, there, were, there were some extras from South America. Like, <laughs> yeah. But I think Rest in there's, there's an element of... There's something to it if your actors' lives are 
potentially at risk. Oh yeah, well, the verisimilitude, right? Like, like literally, yeah, sure. literally the star of this movie, the producer, broke his ankle and they had to shut down production. So before they had to pay the actors so yeah. they wouldn't take another gig. Before the movie aired, and they the ran the trailer that- for Bumblebee. And I, I was watching that, and I think this looks kind of good. But there's a shot of Haley Steinfeld. She's lying on like a the ground on like a creeper thing, to looking under the car. Oh yeah, yeah. And it Bumblebee transforms around her. Yeah. And her face is just like just dead. Like there's, it's clear that it's all CG. She's not reacting she's not looking to anything. At anything. Like there's there's metal pieces just fucking flying in her face, and <laughs> she's just staring, mama. just staring blank face. So it's like. <laughs> When when an actor is in a shot and stuff is happening to them, they're reacting to yeah. the tiniest little things. And, and what an interesting reference! Sorry, yeah, <laughs> Mission Impossible, Bumblebee. I like it though. Sorry to fuck was, it up. It was the trailer. Yeah, that trailer was notable. Um, but yeah, so so this movie uh, is is really about nuclear weapons, right? I guess we can probably get into spoilers. No, it's right? about MacGuffins. It's, it's about, about MacGuffins. It's always about a MacGuffin. <laughs> what are they going to briefcase? Have him, what is he going to do next? Like, is, does he do the wingsuit? Like, how does he top it now? Because they're going to tame. I don't know. Wingsuit. I don't know. He's going to do something know. like wingsuit. Pretty intense. Wingsuit from a space station. Jetpack. Like, Real jetpack. Yes, yeah. that's what it's going to be. It's going to be gonna those fl- like personal <laughs> wingsuits. Now he, he's yeah. just going to learn how to fly. Um, without any other aid, no. but yeah, I, I I loved a lot of this movie just from the get go in terms of lighting. I could tell that Christopher McQuarrie was taking shit to another level. Like the lens flares, is totally it Rob, lit. Rob Hardy that shot it. Yeah, or? yeah. So it's and funny it's because solid. this is the first time we've had a director come back, but he actually used like a new DP, yeah. new uh, yeah, composer, yeah. and uh, well, the music is outstanding. Yeah, music's outstanding, and uh, he he clearly made an effort to bump up the visuals and really use the visual storytelling it, yeah. language. It, it, yeah, it, it looks dope. Yeah. Uh, and, and It also looks different than Rogue Nation. Not totally different or anything. Like, you can see, you can kind of tell that they were made. Well, it has, it has like a very big, epic, wide scope to it. Like, it looks like Nolan might have yeah. been influenced yeah. There's here. lots of like the whole like uh, breaking a prisoner out of a moving. Yeah, of course. Like a convoy. Oh, we yeah. got to get this guy out of it. Yeah. But I, I love that. The side of a of a truck <laughs> yeah, coming, coming off. off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Guys coming out. Machine guns behind it. Uh, uh, like, yeah. Like uh, Dark Knight Rises had that airplane sequence. Yeah, getting. yeah. But putting it in the river was fucking gold. The way he just was like, no, yeah. we're doing it my way. It's amazing. And then now he had the kind of vision of how it would go. It could go down. Like, it was interesting. This Those one, were so took, weird, the dream sequence. But yeah. I thought it took a bit of a departure, you know? It was like, let's get into Ethan's mind a little bit. Like, he has this nightmare, and then he um, has this pre-visualization of what? how it could go, and he doesn't want to kill the cop. And yeah, the thing with the cop, too, like, they're really... Like I thought it was interesting character exploration. They're really enforcing his sort of morals and how his, like, he refuses to sac- make any sacrifices, right? So, yeah, so these are all elements of his character, yeah. and something that he often says, or somebody will say, I think, it's like a trope where somebody will he'll say like i'll figure it out yeah yeah uh, do you think is that does he already know every time he says i'll figure it out does he already have the whole plan no i don't no. think so because especially <laughs> right? like it doesn't they, seem they like talk it. about that but at the so end it wraps up perfectly every time he's like just in time just but that's perfect. the magic of the yeah well that's because the movie, it's a movie right? that's why we go but i'm not talking about the climax of the film but for example like when he's in the the motorcycle sequence and he ends up like oh, in the, the park he, and he, he drops escapes? into the yeah. boat and you're like that's was that was that the plan or yeah all along he, I'm like this was his plan to get there no, but not plan said, to crash he, his motorcycle I think it was because he said meet at the rendezvous so I think he kind of knew the barriers they would find and the he had that knife on yeah he had his knife 
But that's not all there is to these movies, right? Like the mask switcheroo stuff I thought was just as entertaining as the some Halloween. of the crazy balls did, out action. They only did the mask thing twice. The beginning was, yeah. scene with, we're in spoilers now for sure yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. the wolf blitzer thing is spoilerific. I was wondering why these spies would interrogate a suspect. That seemed like, what? that makes no sense. Well, yeah, well, yeah. so at the beginning of the movie, we, we, Lose one of the nukes, right? The nukes get away. Yeah, that, and that was the biggest. Uh, like, no, come on, that was like the stretch. But then sure. that's, they the make worst, it a part yeah. of the movie, right? No, yeah. but that was I, the thing for me. Is like, and they're, then they're plutonium. You would just run right? past that to see your friends, okay? Yeah, I know, I know. But we get we get to this. This yeah, Benji could yeah. totally have just yeah. grabbed the case. I guess yeah, you figured... only two people to check on Bing Rames. Bing Rames is a tough motherfucker. It was like three people running down a hall, being like, "Yeah, you run away." <laughs> but when we get we this, uh, what is he? Shit, a he nuclear a scientist, a right? There's some guy they kidnap, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then they or they 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 re- retrieve, and he's got information on where the nukes are being taken to. And that was a callback to MI1 too, right? The beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With yeah, the yeah. different rooms. Yeah, yeah. So like we we knock the walls down. And Wolf Blitzer at first, Best I'm like, Wolf oh, Blitzer cameo ever. I'm like, oh, cool. They actually got like Wolf Blitzer in the MI IMF. Oh, this is awesome. And then it's, I, I totally saw that coming. But it was, yeah. still, it was still actually Wolf Blitzer in those scenes. Of course, they he just, filmed the movie. Oh, I'm pretty sure that was Simon Pegg. That was a rubber mask. Actual, yeah. See, they, that's how good these are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's how good these are. Uh, I thought the whole thing with the nuclear, the plutonium, and it being tr- like traced to a n- nuclear bombs and a ter- like a splinter cell, it felt like an episode of the old series to me. Like, so I thought it was like a throwback kind of thing. The, uh, okay, the, it's very simple. Get the fucking plutonium spheres. It's really easy. It's set up always Briefcase. so quickly, right? Yeah, like, get all three balls. The, the yeah, opens the book, nice. and it's just this mission. If you choose to accept it, it's is very this. visually appealing. When like, when appealing. when the whole thing was getting laid out the for apostles, me, the there was a smile oh, on my face, man, mission, because the, I was just looking at this whole thing. Thing, like I'm playing a video game right now, yeah, the mission and, I, and video, I can't wait to just select all of these awesome missions and complete. Get 100 percent on this video game. Let's do this. Let's hit start. The like, mi- that's what I loved about the mission video in this movie was so good. <laughs> yeah, oh <my laughs> relaying God. exposition. It oh told you exactly God. what yeah. you needed. It's to the know. best vehicle in any movie franchise, I think, where you can just be. It's like the. It's as close to like previously, yeah, pretty much <laughs> as you can get. You know, like previously on Mission Impossible, yeah, exactly. We're just info yeah. dump all the information right away. It's like yeah. the, the, here's the bad guy. Here's who he is. This I is what he lo- wants. He's crazy. His name's John Lark. He writes manifestos. He loves nuclear war. The end. I also love that they've gone back to using analog technology, whereas in like MI two they had those sunglasses and he threw them away. And they <laughs> to yeah, to limp load in your biscuit music. Yeah, and the, this the last one they used a record and why and this one why? they used a little uh, because they were hacking. It was Oakley. Right, it was those cool yeah, silver yeah. Oakleys. They had headphones built into them. That movie and is of course, so dated. Mission Impossible had heads-up displays on theirs. But yeah. so once we get the info dump of the mission delivery, then Tom Cruise says, "Okay, now what's the craziest way that we can pull this mission off? Because I get bonus points if I do <laughs> tricks." Right, so we're gonna do halo jumps, like you know what I mean. Like we're gonna make this cool. No, I, I don't remember off the top of my head, but I feel like there's at least a line that acknowledges why they have to go from that height, like. There's something to do about, like, they have to go undetected. They got to go just basically drop right into the venue. High altitude, uh, low I oxygen. I feel like it's acknowledged. It's know? because that way there's a reason to put a light in the mask so we can see their face as they're falling. Yeah, I just don't look at that shit when I'm watching this kind of movie. I don't care about all those little things, you know? I just <laughs> no, go yeah. with it. I mean, the hill was totally unnecessary. Well, but it was. But they, they filmed it with a real IMAX camera strapped to a guy's head. So you, do you know how they... <laughs> 
And so, the fo- pulling focus was apparently like it was like an inch wide, and they had to like get Tom Cruise to like fall into the camera. Meters, and I think he had to I be was, at least from uh, it because they did all these jumps and they were all out of focus. I was so like, what the fuck yeah. is who's whose fault is this? Well, you're doing I, I was, it at night. I was listening to Macquarie talk about this. They actually um, did it over Abu Dhabi. It's not Paris um, for whatever reason. Oh, crazy! Yeah. So the, the way they if they hired a real camera operator, he wouldn't know how to jump. Right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And if they hired a videographer who does that, he doesn't know like he doesn't know how to make a movie. Movie, right, so they had to. They, they decided that we're gonna go with a videographer, but we, they basically had to train him how to be a high level filmmaker so he could have the instincts to know what, what shots and things were necessary and whatever wow. to do. So it's incredible. And when they decided that it was gonna be shot at night, there was only a three minute window where at dusk where they could shoot it. So they had the plane where the, sun, where the sun was just set. The, the plane, the time the jump, everything had to be perfectly timed for, so they could do it so many times and get enough footage, right? It's you get one take a day kind of thing. It's pretty yeah. Right. Holy yeah. And then mackerel. they kept doing it and it was out of focus every fucking time. Yeah. So they're like, what the fuck? So you start to imagine how much Tom how much Cruise is just like, yes. But no, but how much work there is involved in doing this. And Tom Cruise is so smart. Like he he ghost directs every movie he's in. Let's be honest here, right? You know he's like, helping. He's he, <laughs> yeah yeah. I I heard a story on on some podcast I heard where uh, on Jerry Maguire, which is over twenty years old now. So yeah. Cruz has been doing this shit. He's, he's the, been doing this shit the for stunts years. Jerry Maguire were amazing. Yeah, <laughs> but there's there's a there's a story from Jerry Maguire that Jay Moore told where during a scene where Jay Moore was delivering lines. Over Cameron Crowe, the director's shoulder, Tom Cruise was giving him moves on when, where to put his head in frame. Because Tom Cruise is so smart on what lenses give you what focal length and where the edges of the frame are. Yeah. Like he will, he'll know based on what lens is on the camera and how far away he is from the camera. He could probably just go like this and stick his hands out and then go, okay, that's the edges of the frame. Like he, yeah. he has such a like an amazing knowledge of, of the awareness of a camera and and appearing in that space that he he is essentially directing these movies fr- from like from remotely almost or from 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 an out of body experience. These skills are all things that happen when you've gone clear. <laughs> when you're the what is it T T E twelve or hey, whatever. The dude's what been in a lot OT, of production. OT thirteen over the years. Yeah, your operating Thetan level's gotta be at least thirteen. <laughs> it's true. Are these are these the giant outsiders. allegories for for Scientology? Are we missing the point? He sure does not talk about that shit anymore. It's so hilarious. Like, he, he knows that really people hate it. it right? He yeah. he knows that people hate that yeah. fucking shit. Um so can we talk about the bathroom fight? Is is Oh, that's a pretty uh, sparsely used bathroom. Does it compare to the True Lies bathroom fight? Like, if we're drawing comparisons, Arnold Schwarzenegger fighting two dudes in True Lies, smashing their heads into urinals. Yeah, cool off. Exactly. I I just love the... the, I think it was better. The the, the dynamic between Tom Cruise and Heaven Gravel, like, being so different, right? Being opposite versions of a spy, right? Well, and I like the way that it was cut in the trailer to make you think that... Cavill's the bad guy. Cruz and Cavill are actually squaring off. Yeah, in that yeah scene. but they're not. Yeah. And and they're actually fighting this crazy. And then there's that whole bat like you know stall joke with the with the guys coming in. And oh yeah, I thought that was kind of a stall. little unnecessary. Like how long it went. Sure, sure, yeah, but it was is violent as hell. It like, are you telling me? Are you telling me there's not a lot of gay sex in bathrooms <laughs> in Paris? <laughs> I mean, created I some tension. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know why there was a rave. I don't know why they had to go to a rave. It wasn't a. Ra- it was at a huge like uh, venue, right? 
Yeah, it was like in an art gallery yeah. or something. Um, but yeah, yeah. So the the basically this is all to set up the main plot of the movie, which is we have to break out the guy who we just busted in the last movie. Which I thought that's a nice little twist on your general for sure spy yeah, movie. Solomon Lane was underused in Rogue Nation. He was intriguing. I, I thought it was they left it wide open when they contained him instead of killing him. I just and, love it when they don't kill off villains. Yeah, for yeah, sure. It's pretty good. Totally. And, and in this case, it, it it worked because now you can see why Tom Cruise is making, or Ethan Hunt, rather, is making the decisions he's making and why he can't say what he's doing and and how that's going to appear to the people who trust him, how it's going to break trust with those people. Mm-hmm. So it's it's very simple and easy way for you to to understand Tom Cruise's position and understand the dangers that are going to erupt around him. So then when the action starts, it's basically just one giant action scene for like the last, I'd say, 90 minutes of the movie. And the way they flow into each other is just fucking amazing. I thought the movie was almost ending by the time, like when they were like before the cashmere part. Well, there, the, the, yeah, because <laughs> scenes like I, I said most Mission in a Impossible tweet, movies are not that long, right? No, pretty, like two hours. This solid. is long as fuck. Yeah, but like it's the action bubbles and 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 sparks up again and then calms down again and the, just it's so elegant the way we're mm-hmm. getting each sequence as opposed to previous Mission Impossible movies that might as well just have like a title card and it's like Dubai and then it's like this is where our next set piece will take place, Ghost, right? Ghost Protocol felt a bit like that, you know. Yeah, because it was a, a lot of it was filmed here. Well, it was just like these big Jeremy Renner chunks. in this one, but I didn't really. I kind of missed him because the team is so small in this movie. There's not a lot of characters. Yeah, there's very few characters. That's why when it's yeah, revealed who uh, John Lark is, it's pretty yeah. obvious. Made it a little more intimate, I thought. But I, I like the way that they describe the uh, they they first basically deliver the mission to Ethan and his team. Right, if you want to get this nuke, you're going to have to break out the villain you just busted. Uh, do it by any means necessary. Uh, and then they show you what you think is actually happening, and it's this, basically, you take the dark path, right? When you're playing Mass Effect, you can do Paragon or Renegade, and Ethan Hawke, like, chooses, re- like, Renegade option, but then he doesn't save the game. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? So he goes he goes off, he puts in the code, and then he just, like, sprays all the cops and just fucking Can you fucking talk about kills. Bumblebee one more time? No. <laughs> But it's like so, it, you get to see IMF team behaving in a way that they never really would. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's sort of like a contrast on on the way that they do their missions, and then it it it, it just makes it just makes their methods look so much more noble and exciting, and it it just helps you root for them because let's do this without getting any kills, right? Yeah, like it's it's it makes it more valuable when they can actually execute these missions without getting any casualties. They're again, they're playing this video game getting 100% and they're not uh they're not shooting the hostages. Yeah, they're getting all the bonuses. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Um Yeah, I don't I don't know. This this movie's a masterpiece, man. I don't know why Red is such a hater here. Well, I think masterpiece is a stretch. I think it looks great. I think it's fun. But I think it's missing a lot. I think that there's no character, as I, like I said, there's no characters in it besides uh, Ethan Hunt and his ex-wife. Um, there's a lot of room for character development th- in there. I think the stuff with Ilsa is pretty great too. 
Like, yeah, you, it's minimal though in this. It's a payoff to her arc in the last movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah and you should have watched with Rogue, her. But it's and... disrupted though. Like the the arc from the last one, the the budding romance is like disrupted by all the ex wife stuff. I didn't oh, feel so, like uh, it to was me, it's not a romance a at romance. all. No, I thought it was more like a camaraderie, like a mutual sort of yeah, yeah respect. Like, although it is weird how they do look a lot like each other. <laughs> Yeah, I know. And then in turn also looked like Katie Holmes. Although I feel like at the end of this one, they did open the door slightly for that. Um, yeah. Because he's sort of free. He's, he's like, oh, you're happy. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Don't make me laugh. It hurt. Yeah. It hurts. <laughs> this is kind of a funny moment to end on. I like that because this movie's not really taking itself as seriously. Yeah. It doesn't have as many jokes as the other ones, though. Like, I feel like there's more wisecracks in other movies. But this one is really serious in parts. Like, there's yeah. a lot on the line. But, yeah, the stakes are seem, like, very high. Here, which is, yeah. actually, that's a that's a pretty, like, deft move to what they do in the beginning with the, the fake out with Blitzer, right? Yeah, yeah. To show that simulation. Recreate that whole thing. It was crazy. It yeah. sort of gives you, the viewer, as well. You're, you're fooled as well as the... Yeah, the, that was why I love that part. The guy. So, it's a great way to um, show you the stakes. Well, my favorite Definitely. is that where they've they've done the switcheroo, right? Where Solomon knows that someone's going out as him, mm-hmm. and Henry Cavill. Well, is, why did why would, why did Solomon keep quiet? I know, right? But I, I just like, I, hey, I, it's not me. The the way that Henry Cavill realizes that, yeah, that oh, that's broadcasting. But no, but also like. It's not like you guys are a bunch of people who run around in masks, <laughs> <laughs> and then he turns. Like I just, it, it's cheesy, but it's yeah. so great, man. And that's because I was again, I was, I was so distracted by the craft. If if you can make the movie exciting and beautiful and gorgeous, and and you're admiring just Suspend how well disbelief. it's executed, yeah. you're not going to sit around and look at plot holes. That, to me, that's why I love Quiet Plays. I was, yeah, I made it this comparison it ruin, earlier. Yeah, didn't Movies ruin the movie. Both really fun while you're watching them, you know, really exciting. Um, and it's only after and upon reflection that you start to find I take issue. Um, I, I think I, I think those are I understand your comparisons and I to a certain extent I agree with them. But I feel like uh, a quiet place. They're just such gaping ones because yeah, of the nature worse. of sure, the sure. Sure. the nature of the story. Right. Where uh, this it's is like monsters. this is of a genre. And it's like. No, yeah, it's all stupid. Like they're like, not, but it's like it's hunt by keep, sound. Keep me entertained, right? <laughs> yeah, keep, keep me engaged. I loved it. I love keep that me movie. entertained. Don't, don't let me catch my breath. If you, if you don't let me catch yeah. my breath, I'm not going to sit around and think about these plot holes, and they're not going to bother me, right? But if if the action lulls, or if I if I don't care, or if it feels like none of it has any weight. Uh, th- I think the reason I love Fallout so much is because none of the action feels like it's obligatory. Uh, for me, it felt like it all had purpose. It all had purpose Except and weight. Except for the Halo, sure. But that's I think I bet you there actual is, Halo they jumpers do acknowledge why dude, they have to. I bet go you in, actual though. Halo sure jumpers are like, uh, excuse me, General, do we have to Halo jump into this? And be like, shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up, Private <laughs> Partner, Partner. Like, so I feel because like I said so. We just love Halo jumping. Very it looks awesome. I mean, they could have yeah. they could have airdropped uh, cars, Fast and Furious style. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's the next one. Yeah. yeah. So, so the yeah, the, the, this all builds towards this massive helicopter battle where Tom Cruise and Henry it's like Cavill, a Roger Moore they, movie. They essentially oh, just fight each other in helicopters. Right? I love Henry Cavill in this movie. He gets to do so much. He's chewing up the scenery. It's also oh. hilarious because uh, he's my he's my like exception. A bit of trivia: uh, Tom Cruise was originally going to do uh, Man from Uncle, and he left to focus on MI Five. Yeah. Right. And then they hired Henry Cavill in his part. And then <laughs> Tom Cruise and Macquarie hired Tom uh, Henry Cavill in this, playing a mirrored version of him, who be- actually is the villain. 
cool. So Tom Cruise would have been good in that. Would it yeah. hurt if you took a hook in the face? <laughs> that was that, oh, I love that. No, that I awesome. I loved that. The so whole hook thing they was teased great. it so much, right? Yeah, totally. And I just the, but taking it to the face. Yeah, I don't and think it's like they had the cliches where they burned him with acid too. Yeah, <laughs> that was great. Ah! Okay, or so, whatever fuel. Oil, yeah, this yeah. just feels like a modernized version of like a greatest hits of all my favorite action films as a kid. So we have. The True Lies bathroom fight scene. Let's just put that in and spend maybe $30 million on just that scene. Cool. They, they and then let's, for one month. Let's, let's do the cliffhanger ending, right? With John Lithgow versus Sylvester Stallone on the helicopter on a cliff. Yeah. Like, let's just do that, but spend like $30 million, maybe $50, $75 million on it. <laughs> Tom Cruise, you can learn how to fly a helicopter for this, right? And do corkscrews like nobody can do? <laughs> I learned about that from Tanner Zipchin. Oh, he's not cool. No. I don't like Tanner Z. Um, but I I, I kind of, I have unbelievable written in my notes with like the un underlined. Yeah. And one of the moments that comes to mind is when the two, uh, it was one critic described the the climax as vertiginous, which I really liked. Uh, the I way feel like MI2 two is so much more unbelievable in this movie. Co- choppers like Wedge in yeah. The Rocks. Um, oh, yeah. That's just like... But at that two point, Deus it's like, Ex just Machina for me. Like, I, I, I did not care at all. And the two all. guys perfectly landing there to fight. I like, go into those movies expecting <laughs> shit like that, and I was it's just like... so well choreographed. Yeah. Exactly. It did. Like, in, exactly. In, 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 like you could it, storyboard that shit, to, but they actually put it on film like they did. In MI2, they play chicken on motorcycles, and then they leap into each other's arms, and then the motorcycles... After like they disappear, they disappear. And then they jump up and hit each other and explode for no reason. <laughs> that movie is in the so bad it's good category. They also have like Ferraris, Ferraris that are dancing with each other, right? Like spinning and dancing. <laughs> like ballerinas. Tom Cruise had his long hair. They're intercutting ballerinas or, or like Spanish flamenco oh, dancers. Really, doves are attracted to gunshot sounds. Yes, and explosions. <laughs> yeah. So again, read all of these are invalid opinions. Since John Woo came in and just <laughs> took a big shit. All of this has been fair game to do literally whatever you want. So, again, so Tom I'm Cruise, not allowed to dislike Mission Impossible. Not the, anymore. The side of the world's tallest building to get into a room with a server in it. Also, right? that you can eat popcorn, man. <laughs> it's literally somebody saying to Tom Cruise, "Like, I bet you can't do this." Yeah. And I mean, like, did the, <laughs> fuck you? Did that server need to be Mission in the Burj Khalifa? Could it just have been in another secure building? I will it agree. I will agree that uh, nukes are totally played out. Uh, this time they're sticking it on a glacier so that it's just the water supply. So it's not necessarily going to like kill people. It, I also like how them later on the next one's the, the nukes way that device and explain how everything works and stuff like that felt real. I totally generally agree. Like the nuke kind of ticking dime thing is played out, but it's yeah. so well done. There's a nuke in Ghost Protocol, yeah. especially because of that. Yeah. Two, was, two movies ago, there was a nuke. Okay, was there a nuke in Ghost Protocol too? Yeah, yeah. yeah. they just it just like the the at the end and it goes into San Francisco. It hits oh, that's the, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. true. Yeah, these are just MacGuffins to drive stunts. The next movie I think is just going to be called like Mission Impossible Seven <laughs> Moonbase. Don't tell me what I can't do. That's what I kind of liked about Rogue Nation. It's just like, oh, we're going to give a bunch of free money to terrorists, right? And well, that's the happens. thing. Tom Cruise is already talking about what Rogue stunts Nation. he wants to do in the next movie, right? Yep, that's where the script comes from. But this film feels... This is, again, this is not new. That's literally how they wrote... Like, and, and, You know, it's hilarious because these last ones, it's had the, they've been written, directed by the same guy. So there's like continuity, right? For the first time. Yeah, whereas literally like Robert Town and Steve Zian, all these like amazing screwers are just like... Writing things on the fly to pre pre uh, 
pre-choreographed stunts and like it made no sense mi2 makes no sense like even <laughs> mi1 which i really love makes no sense yeah it's like jammed together when they're talking about yeah convoluted. like job 3414 or whatever yeah. oh yeah yeah i don't know but any that's of that. espionage like that's a spy movie it is <laughs> you're not supposed to understand <laughs> it well, well, nothing, it's nothing like beats when he's trying a whole to, other he, level the temperature can't go up and the drops of sweat yeah. nothing beats that i mean that that's an incredible i do I, yeah i do feel like that is what the, the whole flip. franchise is about <laughs> I don't remember that, the I don't remember the climax of that movie, but I do remember that part. That the climax of the first one's the train in the tunnel underneath the Okay. The oh yeah, the yeah. ring a bell. But yeah, guys, I I I want to hear your scores on okay. Mission Impossible Fall. Red, I think you're giving it a 7, right? This guy's a fucking idiot. Yeah. No, I can't give it a seven because it's too it's too much fun. When I you're talked in, him down when you're in the theater. What um, have I done? I gotta give it the seven and a half. Oh just my god! For craft, as you guys keep saying. Wow. <laughs> in this picture, the craft. Come is on, man. Really Glorious good. craft. Um, no, the movie's made really well, and uh, it's a lot of fun to watch. I'm gonna buy go a large popcorn. Ju- judge it against. Sorry, sorry no, Thor. No, no. Judge it against other action movies, though. Yeah, Don't and, judge it and, against and other like, movies you've seen. Relative to other um, Mission Impossible movies, too, which are garbage. Let's let's just compare. Get out of here. Let's compare it to the action in most Marvel movies. Uh, it's better than the Avengers. Uh, oh yeah. I wish I wish Avengers movies would push the limits of of. I guess they can't put their actors at risk. Oh, those the same are way. Made, they're, they're made by committee now. They're, no, I know, yeah. but I, I want to see some of these dickheads' Rob, lives in danger, man. Rob oh, Down, I, Robert Downey Jr. like he's on he's on set for like four minutes. They don't I, do it, yeah. like they don't do any of this blue screen shit in Mission Impossible movies. But well, they got to do some. But Thor, what's your what's your number? I'd here? go a nine point five. Whoa! Yeah, I think it's a uh, benchmark action film, and I think uh, you can utter it in the same breath. Of the greatest action films of the last ten years, it's like, hard to think of a better action movie that was made recently, aside from like Fury Road or something. I like think that. you put yeah. it up there with Dark Knight, Hannah, The Raid Two, Hannah. Road. Wait a second, what? Yeah, that's man. an interesting addition. Whoa, to that you just slipped that in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Incredible. Yeah, you, you, you just like slipping in. It's like I don't know, Passenger Fifty Seven. <laughs> Dude, go back and watch Demolition the Man in Hannah. Staggering. <laughs> It is, but uh, I wouldn't. Joe. It's not epic, though. Yeah. You know, we're it's talking hand to hand. It's like Jason Bourne style. Right? Talking I mean, that's epics. what makes it amazing. And it's very elegant. Too. The Raid Two. I can see so why right. you would say that. It's two and a half hours. The it's completely wicked. insane. I mean, Hannah for different reasons, but I feel like it's okay. got such strong. Right. I like Judge Dread. Oh, Dread Two. Dread. No, no, Dread, not Judge Dread. Sorry, yeah, no, not okay. the Stallone <laughs> Dread. Not but I feel shells. like Fallout belongs with those movies, it does. arguably yeah. at it the does. top. It could. I'm, I'm going. I'm going know. nine. Sky, so, Skyfall. Solid nine, which is very high for studio action movies for me. Yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. I'm going nine as well, which I think is pretty generous. I hope I'm not regretting that later. No. Like, this the the two and a half hours flew by for my, me. My me biggest too. question is like, how do they make another movie of this? They don't. Yeah. To me, it's like if like they're want. gonna, but it's they like kind of topped. It. It's like you gotta strip you it down. It's gonna be Shia LaBeouf is gonna be like <laughs> his meant his little prodigy. Yeah. And is this protege. a space race? Is it like a uh, basically gonna be a competition between Fast and Furious and Mission Impossible? Who can go to space first? I think Paramount will do a crossover with Transformers, and Ethan oh, Hunt no. will enter the world. No, they'll do, a, they'll do a crossover and GI Joe with GI Joe. Yeah, it's a Hasbro crossover. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm giving this a nine as well. Cool. This movie's amazing, but uh, I, I I I hope it holds up on a rewatch. I think it will. Yeah, guys, pretty. pretty I want to watch it again right now. See see this on the biggest screen you can, preferably IMAX. Uh, like yeah, I'm sure it'll look good on home video on streaming, but like it's it, you're missing a huge part of the movie. Like 
the the visuals and the sheer insanity. It's epic as fuck. Is mind blowing. It's the reason we go to the movies. It's epic as so fuck. So joyous. <laughs> Thank you, fellas. <laughs> Thank you. That's our review of Mission Impossible Fallout. Thank you, Thor, Rick, Thank you for having me. Uh, it was fun to go into Vats mode in the in the movie and then target the guy's different body parts. Yeah, like just. Four guys after, like, uh, one, two, three, four. You and pause then, the game. No, but then you have percentages on each guy's body part, and you can, like, 97, blow his 96, arm 96, 95. Oh, that, no, that's Fallout. Pow, 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 pow. That's the game Fallout. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, uh, we can find you guys on the internet. Yes. You can find Thor on actual television. That's right. On the TV. Does it count as television? Or is that early? It's terrestrial. <laughs> It's terrestrial, right? Bringing you all the latest. We can, we can see you where? Breakfast television, baby. Nice. Days. Okay. And on Twitter, I believe? At Thor Cow. Cool. Red? Go over there. Um, I can find you. I'm on the internet on Twitter at Jared underscore Sergeant. Okay. That's about it. Rick's on the internet. RickChung.com, YVRGay.com, at those handles. Okay. Uh, I'm at Scott Wilson BC. Two L's. Two L's. Uh, you can follow the show at Vertical Viewing. Email verticalviewing at gmail.com. Click on the donate button on our website for PayPal or for Patreon. Go over to patreon.com slash vertical viewing. Yeah. yeah. Then you can subscribe to all of our episodes. So you never miss one. The podcast is available everywhere. We've, we've cut deals with all of the providers. They let us exist on their platform. So we float around the internet. Yeah. Uh, is there some final thoughts? Really hot in here. It's, yeah, it is. Yeah. The temperature, red, like if you had a thermometer, it would be moving red, vertically. Oh. Keep it vertical. Oh.